1: I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl
2: Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. <laughs> I mean, they
0: say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no.
2: <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat.
1: Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired with actress Isabella Vidovich <laughs> to chat <Hi>. about her, <laughs> to chat about her career and her time playing young Kara Danvers on Supergirl. Welcome to Supergirl Radio. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Well, we are, we are big fans, whether it's young Cara or Maddie on Veronica Mars season four, we're huge fans. I even watched Wonder and bawled my eyes out because it was such a sweet movie. So um, (laughs) so we are, we are big fans here. Um, So I guess to get started uh, with our chat, uh, Isabella, will you tell us your origin story? What, where are you from? How'd you get into acting? Uh, What's your, what's your origin story?
0: Okay, uh, well, I was born in Chicago, but I was raised in LA. Oop. I moved to LA when I was like one, so I would say I'm a, I'm a native. And um, I kind of got started in acting by accident, thankfully, but I've always loved performing and singing. And I was at like a, a party one year um, with my family and I got up and I sang the precocious way that I did uh, when I was like six and there was a singing coach there who ended up being my singing coach for life and he Came up to my mom and said I feel like she should be in acting um, She's super outgoing and my mom was a little hesitant because she's in the industry and she didn't know if she wanted me um, To be a child actor, but I auditioned for the agency and I got in and I guess the the rest is history.
1: That's awesome. So you you have a lot of musical experience. I, I know you play guitar, you sing a little bit. Don't don't you do some songwriting as well? Is that correct?
0: I do. I love songwriting. Um, singing's a, a big passion of mine. And I love uh, piano, guitar. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of musically all over the place a little bit.
1: Can I sell you on
2: the ukulele? <laughs> <laughs> I Rebecca actually had recently went to me. Hawaii.
1: <laughs> oh, did I... you ever play? Yes, she did. I, I've already, I've already bought two of them. Uh, so it's not an obsession <laughs> at all,
2: but uh, I highly recommend it. If you want to, if you I want Re- I want Rebecca to like make us a jingle for the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's working can up you? to that. You well, did. I'm, I'm just, I'm just recommending it because I, I'm a mediocre guitar player, but I'm a more than average ukulele player. So, <laughs> so if you want a new instrument, I think you can pick it up really, really quickly. <laughs> all right. Great. Um, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that your musical background also influenced your acting background. Um, so since since we're talking about Supergirl stuff, how did you get into that role? Was uh, was young Kara Danvers something that was presented to you or did you audition for it?
0: Um, So I auditioned for the role of young Cara. Um, it was kind of a, I always like telling the story because it's kind of a wild uh a wild audition process. I went in, it was a last minute audition. So um, I went in, I had no time to like wash my hair or really do anything. <laughs> I tossed it up in a bun, which I don't, i normally try to wear it down. I tossed it up in a bun and I went in and all the girls there were blonde and blue eyed. And I was like, ah. But I went in and I read it. And uh, David Rappaport, the casting director, he was like, come back in a few hours for the producers. And I was like, okay, I guess I like I did something right. So I came back few hours later my hair was you know I still didn't have time to, to wash <laughs> um, so I came back a few hours later and I went in and I I did the thing and then all the producers and they were like "Oh, can you, can you take your hair down and you know like as a girl you probably know like taking your hair down after it's in a bun is like the oh, your worst yeah. nightmare. It's yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So these these like, buns oh, yeah. <laughs> I
1: was
0: like, sure. So I took it down and they were like, uh-huh-uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they kind of looked at each other and they grabbed somebody's glasses and they're like, Can you put these on? And I was like, sure. So I put them on and I just kind of like, smiled and they were like, smile to the camera. And then they had me leave. And then a couple hours later, they called and they said, we're, we're pinning you, which means like we're, we're, we want to reserve you for, for these dates. And then I got a call in the morning saying that I booked it and that I was flying to Vancouver in like, like that week. Um, oh, wow. It was that fast? It was so fast. And I think it was the same thing for Olivia, who played Alex. It was like super quick turnaround, which is rare, but really exciting when that happens.
2: Yeah, I was wondering if they had you guys do like any kind of chemistry read with each other because you're um, on screen. You guys just really read as sisters, just like the, uh, the older versions of the characters. Oh, that's no. I mean,
0: I, Olivia and I met each other. And then within like five minutes, we're like, I think we're, we're comfortable with each other. Right. And then we kind of we got dinner that night and then everything else just was history. We just kind of clicked right away. But no chemistry reads.
1: Do you remember uh, what you were, uh, did you read a scene when you went into audition? Do you remember what, what, what you were doing for that audition?
0: Yeah. Well, there were, there were maybe two or three scenes, I think. Um, I can't remember which ones, but I, I think one of the scenes actually was a scene. No, I can't remember. I was, I was going to be very. I was very excited. I was like, wait, and I, I don't have it. I don't remember.
1: But. That It was a couple of years ago. So I can, yeah. I can imagine that sort of leaves, leaves the brain a little bit, but that's, that's interesting that you went in and you won yeah. the part. That's good for you. Thank you. I know. I was so surprised. <laughs> I was like, I have
0: brown eyes and brown hair. And yeah, I was, I mean, of course, you know, they transformed all that a little bit, but
2: I was, I was surprised. So how much uh, how much Supergirl had you seen before auditioning? Had you seen like full episodes? Did you watch it or did you just see kind of clips before you went in? Well,
0: before I went in for the audition, I did not really see a lot of Supergirl. But when I like I'd seen episodes of Supergirl, but I hadn't like studied Supergirl for the audition. So I think I just kind of pulled whatever I remembered. Mm-hmm. um, from, you know, Melissa's performance. And I was like, oh, I remember how, you know, how that went. Cause it was a last minute audition. Um, but then once I booked it, I like actually, um, saw like the full first season and really sort of like studied a lot of Melissa and, and how, you know, how she crafted Kara already. Cause I wanted to honor, um, what she had already created.
1: Wow, because I mean, you nailed it. Uh, it's uncanny yeah. uh, from a viewer standpoint. Um, oh,
2: sweet, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. We're all the time, time talking about how it's almost like they they actually time traveled
2: <laughs> back and, and got me. I'm not Melissa. always. I watch it. and I'm like, I'm not. I know it's not Melissa Benoist as a younger person, but but is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so funny. I am so honored. I that's a
0: that's a big compliment. So I'll take it.
1: Well, and in addition, sort of a piggybacking on that previous question, did you have knowledge of Supergirl in general? Do you know when your first encounter with the character was? Honestly, my first encounter with Supergirl was probably
0: a little prior to the audition, just having just seen um, some of the episodes and having caught it on TV. And I was like, oh, Supergirl's like awesome. Cause I'm all about, you know, female empowerment and like I love Wonder Woman. And so I was like, I love Supergirl. She's great. And I think Melissa's great. So um, it was really with the show. It wasn't with the original film that, you know, Helen Slater was in. It was with Melissa.
1: Yeah, you're you're in an uh, elite group of ladies who have per- portrayed Cara uh, on screen. So that's really cool that you've gotten to uh, be around two of them. So did you actually get to meet Melissa? I did. I got to meet a, uh, Melissa
0: once. Um, and I've worked with Helen uh, with the flashback episodes, which was... Really, really awesome, you know, because she's the original Supergirl. Um, so yeah, that was that was cool. That was very cool getting to to work with with both of them because I felt like I was I was like third gen, like the mini
1: one, Mini <laughs> Kara. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah, it was just a a pretty surreal
1: experience. I think. Did Did Helen Slater give you any any advice on playing Supergirl?
0: I didn't really ask for any advice. I should have done that. I think I was just kind of excited. I was like, oh, like. You're like the original badass. Like, I don't know. I think (laughs) I was just kind of like, so Helen, how are you? Like, tell me about yourself, your life.
1: Um, (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I've seen the film. So, you know, I kind of had that in my head as well.
1: Um, I have lots of questions about uh, glasses and power. So if, um, if (laughs) so uh, uh, on Supergirl with the glasses, uh, did you ever uh, like, uh, was that something that you thought about in in terms of when Kara takes the glasses on and off uh, in terms of the emotion? Is that, is that something that's intentional or is that written into the script?
0: I think that um, every time that I did a superpower, I was like, do it like Melissa, and the way Melissa created uh Cara is that everything is very intentional. You know, I feel like when she takes her glasses off, it's like with, with power, with strength, like she's about to perform a power, um, which <laughs> I think is awesome. Um, so yeah, I think like with the, with the heat, it's usually with, I'm trying to think cause there's a, there's a couple of different powers with the eyes, but it's usually with like heat vision um, that she'll take the glasses off. Um, yeah, so I do think it's always intentional.
1: And with with the powers, um, uh, what what was that like? Did you do a lot of those stunts? I did. I think the main stunt work
0: is usually in the flying, and so I did get to do some flying. I got to be hooked up to a harness, um, which was really cool. And I think there were like a couple couple flying bits where where I had a stunt double because it was a little more involved. But for the most part, I got to do like all the all the cool powers that you see me do in the episodes.
1: I mean, you could do cool. You get to bust through walls and <laughs> yes. at, one, at one point you, you grabbed a lunch table and squeezed it. Well, I, ha, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious uh, about like practical effects and things like that. How, how, did, how did that, was that all uh, visual effects or did they have something that you were actually squeezing? There was
0: something I could break. So it was like a oh, part of the fun. table that they had, <laughs> I forgot what it was. I remember they explained it all to me because it was a couple of years ago, but that was the only time that I did that super strength. Um, was with the table, but they had something that I could actually. I had to apply pressure to it still, so it looked real. Um, but it was breakable, um, which was cool.
1: make <laughs> it, I was like, yeah, it made me feel so powerful. I loved it. that super strength. Yeah. um yeah so um so you're in midvale uh in season three which uh i don't know if you are aware but uh if you were to pose the question which episode of supergirl is your favorite i'm i'm almost positive every supergirl fan is going to say midvale uh it's definitely gonna be up there yeah it's, go- it's yeah. gonna be up there it's a really popular episode um so what was it like uh coming back uh to season six and revisiting well and i guess you are also revisiting it in season four with red dawn you have a little appearance with olivia as alex there as well yeah uh with a a little super clap i believe uh that sort of knocks out the the rocks so what was it like coming back you you established young car and then you came Mm -hmm. back to it what was that like um I, i
0: well i was surprised initially because um, you know, when you do these flashback episodes, you can kind of get called back at any time. And even though I love playing Kara and I was attached to her during Midvale, it had been a year. And so when I came back to it, I did have to kind of, I re, Olivia and I rewatched Midvale together and we were like, what did we do? And uh, we rewatched the show together and like, oh, right. And we read lines together and like, oh, there it is. Like, we we've got it. Um, And that was just a little bit I remember in season four which was so much fun because it really highlighted Cara and Alex's relationship. Um, So I really enjoyed doing that. But yeah, I think it was, I feel like every time that we've come back, I can say I think for both Olivia and I, we've fallen right back into it because we usually work together. And um, it's really helpful because I think that the dynamic we have naturally um is is parallel to like Alex and Kara's in a lot of ways so I think just us being together brings that out of us um which is which is super helpful just yeah in.
1: yeah it's, it's almost like you, you, you all were never apart it seemed like you just fell back into it <laughs>
2: Kyler Lee directed your episode right yes what was that like? What was that experience like, especially for for you know the both of you you and Olivia talking to essentially older Alex
0: <laughs> I know that was really special. It was special because you know Kyler had you know being on the show and working directly with Melissa and playing older Alex, she gave us pointers and she you know, she'd come up and she'd either affirm us and she'd say, oh my gosh, like you're doing, you're doing such a Kara thing, like I love it. Or she'd come up and say, oh, I think you should stand like this or do this thing because I think Kara would do that and we can establish it as her young. And, And it was just, it was just really helpful having her there because, you know, there's only so much you can observe, like watching the show, but then Kyler works directly with Melissa. And then especially for Olivia, because Olivia is playing Kyler. So I think it was it was just really special because there was a a kind of connection I think to the Danvers sisters with that episode that Kyler had that you know other directors might might not have because she's so per- you know so personal for her.
1: Yeah, I think that really does help having uh, someone who's who's played a version of one of the characters <laughs> that you are <all laughs> right. playing. That'd uh, be then- helpful. That does help yes. uh, help a lot. We do have a question from the chat that I thought was pretty good. Uh, Paula asks, uh, "What stood out from watching Melissa's car? Which thing stood out to you as defining for the character?"
0: Um, that's a great question. I think that uh, Melissa has this like beautiful ability to be really strong, but also be um, how do you say? It? Like she's she's very strong and she's very powerful, but she also is is human and she's very vulnerable. And I think that. Um, that shines through in her performance of Kara, where you know you're constantly seeing this balance between her being a superhero but having a human heart. Um, and I think playing young version of her, i was I was trying to play around a lot with that of of this young um you know sixteen year old trying to show that she is powerful and she has these powers, but also, you know kind of like a like a little puppy like a Have you ever seen like puppy golden retrievers like walk, <laughs> not quite know how to like use their body because their ears are a little too big and I feel like that's a little bit like what young Kara is like. She doesn't quite know how to sit into being this superhuman um, and I loved just just stealing some of that from her and making her younger.
1: Yeah, I think Melissa has a little bit of that too, even in the adult car. So I think he, you match that up pretty well. Um, in in those two episodes from season six, from this current season, uh, that Kenny comes back. There is some time travel shenanigans that happen. <laughs> so were you surprised by the script? Um, did it take a lot to sort of think through because it involved a lot of time travel? What did you think about, uh, for example, the the return of Kenny because his death in Midvale was such a big deal. What did, what did you think about that? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was shocked when Kenny was, like, Kenny's back.
0: Um, (laughs) Like, that's exciting. So, for Kara. So, I, well, I read the episodes, like, four or five times because it's, I'm a visual person. And reading it, I was very confused. And then (laughs) I had to, like, I had, like, this giant, like, five pages that I just, like, wrote out the timeline. Because Kara also time travels. Right. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of time travel. It's hard to keep is. track of. <laughs> and so I had to, like, write out a time and be like, okay, in these scenes you haven't time traveled yet, and in these scenes you have, and then here you're back. And... But I got it. It was like a little puzzle. It was kind of fun. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird to navigate, but
2: seeing it made a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I think a lot of our our listeners and, uh, and fans have kind of started pitching on social media like what if midvale was a series like what if this was also its own spin-off show uh so if if there was ever a midvale series like what would you want to explore with young Kara? i would just love to go deeper into kind of what i was saying earlier
0: with like the little puppy trying to navigate its way into adulthood like i think it would just be really fun to see Kara young and a teenager and having all the same like angst and and you know hormones and um falling in love for the first time and and you know having all those experiences that like a normal teenage girl would have but also had having these superpowers and i think it would just be a lot of fun to see her try to navigate her way into adulthood um through high school you know um which you know we have like cuz we have that with um you know with superman's origin story and so I think it'd be super cool to have that with with supergirl
1: as well. You might be interested to know that Supergirl in the comics at one point was an actress. That's right. She was a I soap opera I read actress. That. Yeah, there's so many versions of Supergirl, too. Yeah, she was on a soap opera called Secret Hearts. And uh, oh. some people, some some peop- some fans loved her. Some fans didn't. Uh, but, yeah, she played a, a character named Margot Hatton. Uh, so, so you have that in, in oh. common with Supergirl. <laughs> You've both uh, <laughs> done some acting. Um, so uh, I guess uh, sort of to, to kind of wind down the Supergirl stuff, I. Um, if you were to cuz I don't know, do you know how the show is going to end? I guess I should ask it first before. I get <laughs> That's to a question. good question. I don't. Okay. So that that leads me to my next question. <laughs> if you cuz we we pitch stories all the time for the show on on Super Radio. <laughs> um, so if you um, were given the chance to write Kara's ending, how how would you want it to go? What would you want her to to end up being uh, by the end of uh, the show? Oh.
0: I, that's such a dense question. Ooh. I, a part of me, like, ooh, a part of me playing young Kara, a part of me would want to give that answer to Melissa because she's spent so long, like, crafting Kara, you know, for six years. But what I will say is that I think throughout the six seasons, we've seen Kara in this constant, like, oscillation of trying to, to balance her human self and her super, superhuman self. And I think, um, I would just love to see an ending in which she's finally achieved that, you know, um, an ending in which, like she's she's sort of in this harmonious place where she is existing both as a human and as a superhuman, but not you know it's not like one or the other is overtaking her, and she's I feel like there's a lot of overwhelm with with being Supergirl.
1: That is a great answer to a very dense question. So yeah, it I, is. Appreciate. <laughs> you. I appreciate that. And- <laughs> And since you have spent uh, a lot of screen time as Kara uh, Danvers, what what does that mean to you to be able to play Supergirl? Because, uh, like we mentioned, not a lot of actresses have done it. So, so what does that mean to you to to be part of this uh, Superman family, this super universe, and and to be the the Girl of Steel? Oh,
0: it's it's a it's a dream uh, because I. Well, I have, because I, I have a, on, you know, aside from acting, I have a production company that's all about making films for, like, women to channel their inner badass. And I'm all about female empowerment and strong, real women. And to be able to play a character that's not only so iconic, but that just embodies all the values that I try to live by um, is just really special. Especially because, like you said, it's like this elite group of women that have played uh, Supergirl. And, um, yeah, it's just been really uh, surreal getting to play a character who is a super hero and to be a part of that universe because I don't think I ever really imagined that for myself. Maybe because it felt kind of out of reach, you know.
1: Well, uh, I I hope I can speak for all fans uh, to say that you did a great job. We're all big fans of Young Kara, and you. uh, we appreciate what you've brought to the Supergirl mythology and the the history of the character. So we we. Thank you for your services, young young car Thank you. <laughs> now we have we have a little game that we call Snap Judgments. We wanted to play with you before we let you go. Yes. Um, so we're gonna uh, uh, show a video that will give you instructions on how to play, and then we'll come back and we'll do uh, some some Snap Judgments. Let's do it. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended, and explanations are unnecessary.
2: Okay, well, we have a bunch, so uh, feel free to just get in there or give us a little bit of uh, insight into why you picked your choice. But so our first, our first snap judgment is: Would you rather be able to do calculus at age four, like Kara, <laughs> or remember historical facts, like Alex?
0: Calculus at age four.
2: That's a pretty impressive one. I would like to d- be able to do calculus at any age at all. So I'm going to go with that one too. I'm actually like, kind of a math nerd. So I think it would have been cool to have a head start
0: on
1: that. Yeah, I-, I think I would choose calculus too. I can do historical facts, but I can't do calculus. So I think I'd oh, rather, okay. <laughs> rather, rather add the math skills.
2: Now, this one, this one's a really good question. Would you rather go stargazing or solve a murder? Solve a murder?
0: Absolutely, I am like such a nerd with any like I took I took criminology I took like criminal justice like I yes I love anything like crime related. Um, Not that I love murder, by all means. I just that sounded really wrong. I just mean that it would be amazing to solve a murder.
2: (laughs) It's funny. I'm also, like, super into true crime in a way. So, like, when I start (laughs) to talk to people about stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. And then this happened. They're like, why do you seem excited? I'm like, I'm not. I'm normal, I swear. Right. (laughs)
0: Like, I promise. It's just just interesting. It's fascinating to like, how, how, you know, how people do that, like homicide
2: detectives. And wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I would obviously also pick solve a murder over stargazing. The stars are going to be there anytime, but I need to solve that murder. I'm I'm picking stargazing. (laughs) Rebecca's leaving us to solve this murder by ourselves. You're going to have to
1: do it on your own because that sounds dangerous. I don't want to have any part in it.
2: Uh, So I think I'm just going to go out and look at the star, the pretty stars at night. That sounds safe. That's hilarious. I've been told that at my bridal shower, there's going to be like a murder mystery game um, involved. So I like so that. So obviously, I had no other choice but to pick solve a murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather time travel or punch a meteor? Ooh, I'd have
0: to say time travel. That would That's be so cool. Like, imagine going back to, like, whenever. I wouldn't go to the future, though. Oh. You probably I don't want to know about what's going
1: <laughs> to happen in the future. <laughs> but I'd
0: love to see some of what happened in the past. Just like a, it, like a fly on the wall you know is there is
1: there a time period you would want to go back to
0: yeah i think i'd want to go back to like i think i would want to go back to the 60s and the 70s because i feel like a lot happened yeah a lot did happen. Yeah. a lot happened in this country and i just would be curious to kind of be a part of that maybe it would make me view where you know the time period that i live in now a little differently Sure. Um, and I think being in like I feel like the '60s through the '90s—that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna say—and then maybe just like pop in the '20s for like a second, <laughs> yeah. you know? just for
2: the fashion and just for the fashion, fashion. So and like the '50s for a second, just to like
0: being a <laughs> diner. I don't
2: know.
1: <laughs> if you could time travel once, why why couldn't you go to different time
2: periods? I mean, yeah, come on. we didn't specify; it was just time travel. No. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I would. Exactly. It's you pick. Um, I would also do time travel.
1: I think I would pick time travel because punching a meteorite, uh, though cool, <laughs> could have uh, unintended consequences. You don't, you don't know what to ta- start.
2: Within but time, time travel is definitely going to have woman. unintended consequences. <laughs> That's true. Don't meet any famous figures. <laughs> yeah. Try, try to stay out of major historical events. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Which villain was the worst? Naxum Torque or uh, Sheriff Collins? Sheriff Collins like that was just so disappointing
0: <laughs> you know I <laughs> I remember reading the script and being like are you kidding me like she's sheriff? not mad
2: she's just disappointed in you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just so disappointed I was like the sheriff we're supposed to be you know looking up to you He was supposed to be like I feel like Naxim is just expected like he's just a bad <laughs> he's just a bad guy but the sheriff was unexpected, and that was just very disappointing. Good, good thoughts.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna also go the sheriff because I think that that was a bigger twist. Like, yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't quite see it coming. Where Naxum Torque like came in, came in hot. He was already a villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Naxim Torque was uh, a
1: ton of fun. He definitely kidnapped some people. Uh, and didn't. was trying to put them into his his uh, space zoo, I guess. Uh, but Sheriff Collins uh, tried to murder some children, so I feel like that's <laughs> not still, I mean, teenagers, young young yeah. people. Uh, so uh, so that's that's kind of bad. So I, I guess I would pick Sheriff Collins.
2: <laughs> um, okay, our last snap judgment is um, according to the season six episode prom again. Young Cara has only done laundry one time because Eliza won't let her. What but why won't Eliza <laughs> let, let her do laundry anymore? Did she shrink all of Eliza's sweaters or did the washing machine sca- scare Kara causing her to accidentally set it on fire with her heat vision? Oh.
1: <laughs> we we don't know. We're just guessing here. These are these are just auditions out
0: there. I <laughs> think I think the latter. I think that Kara got scared. I think she got really scared. She didn't know what the launch she didn't know what the drying machine was and her, you know cause when she gets bouncy, especially when she's young, she would get bouncy and her like heat vision or something would pop out. I think that's what happened. I think that's a, that's absolutely adorable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor Kara. <laughs> I think she was trying to be really nice and and help. Eliza out with the laundry, and then all the sweaters turned out to be tiny doll clothes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for Eliza's
2: sweaters, that's a big deal because she wears those really awesome long
1: sweaters. Yeah, yeah. So for her to shrink those, that would be a, a tragedy. Just, um, just tragic. I I I agree about Kara getting scared and accidentally using her vision because I think I think in season one she talks about how she got scared of the popcorn maker. Uh, so so I think it's possible. Yes, yeah, possible. Yeah eliza was like no you've ruined too many of, of my my dryers we can't do this anymore all right well we will uh, uh wrap up snap judgments and we'll uh let you go from here so uh, uh i guess uh, well let's uh, let's wrap up snap judgments we'll come back and then we'll wrap up with you and let you go no judgments on your snap judgments all right. Well, thank you, Bella, for being with us and uh, telling us about your experience as Supergirl and uh, sharing your experience from the set and all the, the cool things you're doing. Uh, what, how, how can our listeners and viewers uh, keep up with you and uh, tell us about any new projects you got going on?
0: Well, thank you for having me. This has been an honor. Um, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Just at Isabella. Yep. There it is. At Isabella Vidovich. Pretty much everything that I'm doing is right there. And I also have a – I co-run a production company called Almost Normal Productions. Um, and you can find all of what I'm producing and our new film. It's a horror movie. called The Accursed. And I'm
2: also starring in it. So that's up and coming this year. Oh, nice. that sounds fun. I love a good horror movie, especially around spooky season. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's coming up, so –
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you again. It's been our honor to speak with you uh, to actually get to uh, talk to you and uh, hear your experience about uh, being the girl of steel. And so uh, like, like we said before, you've done a great job uh, as an ambassador to the character and for the character. So thank you for uh, your contribution, contribution to uh, the mythology. So thank you for being with us and uh, and giving, giving some of your time to us. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Oh yeah! Thank you. <laughs> yes. Nice All right. To meet you. Well, we'll let you go, and we'll we'll carry on with Supergirl Radio. Thanks. All right. All right. Well, we will get to some Supergirl radio business because we've got some stuff that we need to talk about as well. Uh, Let's see. Let's get down into I guess we've got some some news. Yes, we have some news. We got all
2: kinds of news, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got some pretty big news as well. Uh, So let's uh, let's get to the news. All right, so we have one big bit of big news to discuss for this week. On June 18th, director of the Flash movie, Andy Muschietti, posted a picture to his Instagram account of Sasha Sasha Kajay's Supergirl and her S-Shield. So I guess really it was just her S-Shield. It wasn't really her, her Supergirl a uh, full attire. It was just the S shield that we were given. So that's what this looks like. And uh, Morgan, I'm a little disappointed because I really wish they had done the whole, the whole suit. Uh, because- yeah, yeah.
2: Because later uh, they shot, <laughs> they shot
1: outside. That's- they made
2: the mistake of shooting outside, and now I've seen it, but from far away and grainy.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of a little miffed because they usually do this when they're shooting outdoors. They usually reveal the official reveal of the costume so that they can, you know, have them outdoors. It's no big deal. Everybody's already seen it, but they only did the S shield, and so now I'm trying to duck and dodge spoilers <laughs> all over my timeline. Uh, so that's been really uh, difficult. Uh, but, but what do you think about uh, this
2: S-Shield so far? So, yeah. So, again, it, it is kind of tough to talk about just the S-Shield because I have seen a good portion of the grainy pictures from somebody's super zoomed cell phone. Um, so I have some idea of what the full thing looks like. But I think the S-Shield looks really cool. I think it looks really nice. Uh, I like kind of, like, the depth to it and the colors. I I. I can't say that I'm nuts about the red upper part like extending all the way up, if you know what I mean. Like it kind of it starts at the top of the shield and then it just kind of is like straight red all the way up. Um, and, And that I'm not nuts about. I'm kind of more partial to like the Melissa Benoist kind of mostly blue with the S shield sort of standing out from it. Uh, the red at the top, like kind of at the top, kind of feels like a little bit too much like contrasty colors to me, but I think the shield itself is very, very cool.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the 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 first thing I noticed when I looked at it was the Kryptonian script in the middle. Uh, that is something that's borrowed from Henry Cavill's Superman S. Shield from Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's not there in Man of Steel. They only added the Kryptonian script, uh, which is a Joseph Campbell huh. quote. I, I forget what the entire quote, uh, but it's something like... Uh, where oh gosh what is it's something about we will be with all the world like, like that's kind of, kind of the end of the the quote um and so it's a joseph campbell quote on his s shield i don't know what this is on hers it could be a totally different thing this kryptonian this uh, kryptonese is a little more difficult to uh, to figure <laughs> out it's not it's not kind of an alphabet you know one-to-one uh character so it's a little more uh difficult to decode but uh i did um I did try to message uh, the woman who, uh, let's see, did I write this down? So I messaged, <laughs> uh, I went, I went a little too nerdy about this, but uh, there's uh, no
2: such thing. The limit doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> I, I knew about the woman who created the man of steel Kryptonian, which is what this is on Sasha's suit. And uh, just, oh. just to, just to, just to see like if she would respond, uh, cause she has her email or a contact, a contact form on her website. So I was like, well, might as well take a shot at it. Uh, so Dr. Christine Schreier um, is the woman who created the Kryptonian language and the script for Man of Steel and uh, asked her if uh, she could tell me what it meant. That <laughs> shield. And her response to my message was, quote, nice to hear from you. And thanks for letting me know this photo was up. It's not the same as the Superman suit, but I can't say more than that. I've retweeted it and tagged some Kryptonian language fans so they might be able to get the words for you. So it sounds like it's not the exact same Joseph Campbell quote as Henry Cavill's Mm. uh, suit. But uh, she did point me to uh, some tweets that included, oh, yeah, this is the uh, Joseph Campbell quote. uh, And where we thought uh, to find an an abomination, we shall find a God where we thought we had been. We were. uh, Oh, gosh, I can't read. It's so small. (laughs) Where we had thought to be alone, we shall be with all the world. Oh, uh, I think it goes left, right, left, right. So where we had thought to to travel outward, we shall come to the center of our own universe. Uh, Where we had thought to uh, be alone, we shall be with all the world. Where we had thought to slay another, we shall slay slay ourselves. So that's what Henry Cavill's uh, Kryptonian S.H.I.E.L.D. says. uh, But apparently that is not the same thing on uh, Sasha S uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. So uh, it, I hope some people figure it out. I hope uh, Andy Muschietti talks about what that means because I would love to know because I can't uh, decode it myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that would be nice uh, to know about what that is. Also, uh, you mentioned the red part of the suit. Uh, some some fans uh, got there before I did, but I the second thing I noticed, the first thing I noticed about her S.H.I.E.L.D. was the Kryptonian script. The second thing was the red on the shoulders. Um, and, uh, it, some, some people got there before me, but, uh, Ange, uh, noticed pretty quickly that the red shoulders were evocative of the crisis era costume. So Ah. that, that sort of 1980s era of Supergirl, uh, she has the, um, the red collars on top of her costume. Uh, you can also see that in, uh, Kara, I guess. uh, Kara Kent from Smallville. uh, She has that on in uh, the Smallville Season 11 comics. That's part of her suit as well. And then this is what a lot of people are talking about. And I'm trying not to spoil myself on this. So this is just kind of fan speculation. uh, But people are making the uh, connection to Laura Lane Kent from the comics. Uh, Laura Lane Kent is the imaginary daughter of Superman and Lois Lane. She first appeared in Injustice Gods Among Us year uh, three, number seven. And uh, so uh, apparently uh, I haven't read this yet. I'm going to try to dig this up and uh, read it for myself. But according to the interwebs, in (laughs) in one of Superman's dreams, he imagined he hadn't tricked in, he hadn't been tricked into accidentally killing Lois Lane by the Joker and that Batman would kill the Joker instead. And with no one left to harm Lois, she would have the baby girl and she would grow up to be supergirl so that's kind of the essence of the injustice story is that uh joker tricks superman into uh killing lois lane who was pregnant at the time and so uh lois and uh, the baby die. so in this dream uh the the baby survives and uh she becomes supergirl so this does this does look a lot like sasha Sasha kajay's haircut and it does have the red on the the shoulders there, so mm. uh, I I don't know Morgan, what what do you think about mm. uh, these these various
2: options? So I will say that that photo does look a lot like uh, the haircut that she just got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it I am suspicious that the red shoulders also kind of connect. So now I'm like, huh, maybe. I will say I like this a lot less as a fan of Kara, um, you know, our Supergirl, that, like, we'd be getting Supergirl, but it wouldn't be our Supergirl. It wouldn't be Kara Danvers. It would be uh, this sort of alternate Supergirl. So, I mean, I yeah, I would rather it be Kara, definitely, but I can – 100% 100% see why this is a popular speculation. I, I think it makes a lot of sense as far as just from like a costuming and like hair and makeup perspective.
1: Yeah, she definitely looks like that version. And especially now that we've seen the S shield uh, or the the top of the, the suit, it does look a lot like that. And then you add into the Henry Cavill uh, Kryptonian script, uh, that could be the case. And then if you wanted to reach into Zack Snyder's justice league, where Lois is pregnant, they could, I don't think they would tie that into it because I think Warner brothers considers the Joss Whedon version of justice league to be canon, which why, why would you do that? Um, (laughs) but, but, uh, so I don't know if they can make that work. Um, I also think it's possible that the crisis, uh, thing could be coming into play here, uh, because that, yeah, very beca- well, that could be uh, because it's the flash movie. And if he does any kind of flashpoint time, travel-y, something or other, um, you know, you, you could justify having the crisis, uh, suit. So I, I'm not ruling out any possibilities. Uh, so it's, uh, it's interesting for sure. Cause it's definitely a different, um, taken what we've seen in live action i i also if it's uh lara lane kent i might be a little disappointed that it's not Cara or just because i think there's a really easy way to do it in that universe that dc films universe um but i can see why they wouldn't do that because they seem so bent on separating themselves from anything that Zack snyder did and so it uh, it almost makes sense from their perspective. Let's just let's just do a totally brand new Supergirl, so that we don't have to connect it to Henry Cavill, even though they've already done <laughs> through the suit. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think Warner Brothers is maybe potentially run by evil human beings. So I'm not putting i <laughs> uh, I'm not putting any. Uh, you know, uh, I I don't have hopes that they're going to connect. I guess is the best yeah, thing to say think, that I they're going to connect it to Henry Cavill.
2: To- to keep your expectations sort of in check, uh, especially with stuff like this, where we we're getting very little information and we're just kind of having to go off of um, set pictures that are blowy, blurry from far away and like a, a like a zoomed in picture of an S shield. That's all. Uh, it's it's hard to kind of figure out what they're going to do. But I, I I'm I'm excited about Sasha. Um, the, if if she is playing this different version of uh supergirl i'm less excited about the supergirl but um but i guess we'll just have to wait and see I
1: should clarify that I don't think everybody at Warner Brothers is evil. Just us, <laughs> some of the executives in charge of the films. That's maybe. The disclaimer. Listen,
2: Rebecca, we got to get that HBO Max money. You got to be. You got to play nice. <laughs> I, I got I to be nice with them.
1: Uh, so I just want to clarify that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, but uh, I don't know, Morgan, how you feel about this. Because you're more open to spoilers than I am. Uh, but, uh, since this has happened on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, if, if I know everybody's really excited about a new Supergirl and I'm excited about, you know, one of my young and the restless actresses being super, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited about, uh, <laughs> seeing, uh, somebody from Genoa city, uh, in the S shield. But, uh, if you, if you can, please do not, uh, send Supergirl radio any spoilers. Cause it is very tempting for me not to look at it and i would i would personally rather not be spoiled i know morgan is maybe less rigid
2: uh, about it <laughs> I'm- I'm a little bit more relaxed, especially with like movie spoilers. I'm just like kind of like, eh, by the time the movie comes out, I will forgotten that my my memory is, my memory is like Alex's after they they met they wiped her memories. Just which is <laughs> It's not gonna. I'm not gonna remember it by the time the movie comes out. So,
1: <laughs> so if you if you want to get excited and talk to somebody about uh, the the shooting footage or what they're doing now with Sasha's Supergirl. Uh, you know, send
2: send a message to you Morgan. Can, you can tweet me at yeah. Mojo Tastic, but don't tweet at Supergirl Radio because then just, Rebecca sees it and then she's like bummed because she got spoiled. <laughs> I
1: just I, I want to go in with uh, just and this is totally unrealistic
2: because I'm probably gonna
1: get spoiled anyway. <laughs> but uh, but I want to go in with a pure experience. I want I want my first like real uh sighting of her suit to be. Like an official trailer, or you know, an official image, or something like that. Which is why, why I wish that more just... exciting.
2: Yeah, than those blurry, those blurry photos. From uh, Andy sent me one and was like, "I know you don't mind about spoilers. Like, look at this." And I was like, "What am I looking at? Just a blue blur?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so, and it's also kind of unfair to judge something that's blurry.
2: And yeah, well, that was and, my thing. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I like the costume all that much but i can't even really see it like <laughs> are those i was like squinting i was like are those pants i can't <laughs> who knows
1: so so if you do get excited about it and you want to you want to share that excitement uh share it with morgan <laughs> and uh, not the <laughs> official super radio accounts uh because uh i i if if i see it i'm gonna click on it i just i can't help myself uh, but it's getting more difficult with the timeline. I'm having to mute people. And oh yeah. <laughs> unfollow yeah. people. Just, you know, just for the time in which, you know, now until we get a trailer, I'm going to have to like unsubscribe from YouTube channels. And all it is <laughs> so hard to, to avoid. Just spo- try to
2: hide for a while. Just
1: put myself in a bubble and like go into Twitter less. It's, uh, it's so hard. Now that I know there are spoilers out there, I'm, tr- I'm trying to protect myself. Um, yeah. So that is kind of the big news that we had, uh, Supergirl related uh, this week because we are getting a new Supergirl.
2: I don't know, Rebecca. I think we have another really big piece of news for Supergirl. Uh six flags related. <laughs> okay, so I'm
1: glad you mentioned this. Uh, because this this arguably
2: is... even bigger news than what we just <laughs> talked about.
1: Okay, so uh there was a new supergirl ride that came out. I think there's uh there was already a supergirl sky flyer in six flags St. Louis or St. Louis. Um, but uh there's now a new Supergirl Sky flyer, uh, sky, sky Flyer. It's tough to say. Add Six Flags New England. That's the one that just oh. came out. Uh, so it is uh, a ride that looks like this. Uh, so uh, Morgan, oh, God. do you, do you <laughs> think uh, you would
2: hop on uh, the Supergirl Skyflyer? Um, no, no. My answer to that is no. Like a <laughs> resounding no. Like I've never, I've never questioned anything less than whether or not I would get on this thing. Uh, the answer is no. It is, it is a giant ferris wheel but you are in a little seat attached to the end of the ferris wheel but your legs are just in the air your legs are just flying having the full experience but then like so i'm not I'm not opposed to what's happening on the bottom here. Like I'm not (laughs) opposed to being in a little seat and my feet are kind of like flippy floppy and like, it's fine. But once I start going around the side, like once I, my body is perpendicular to the ground, like that's when I'm going to start having an issue. And then once we get to the top and I'm like upside down and my feet are just sort of flopping in the air, that's when I'm, that's when I'll lose it. That's when I'll lose my cool. Okay. So so yeah. So here we go. <laughs> so, so we're riding we, on the Sky Flyer now. So we're we're up. We're oh my god. <laughs> you know, honestly, watching this uh makes me s- s- nervous, but also <laughs> it doesn't seem as bad as it looks in the photo. I I must say.
1: But you kind of are
2: going upside down. You definitely are going upside down. Like here's the thing. I don't if I have to have an upside down ride experience. Like I want to be indoors. Like I don't want (laughs) to see actual scenery of like the outside world (laughs) <laughs> whizzing by me because then it becomes too real. Then it becomes then the risk becomes too much for me. Then I'm like, oh my god, that's a tree! Like it's 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 real. What's happening to me?
1: I mean, it does look like a like a swing. I don't know if you've ever been on you know on swings at an amusement park. I
2: love swings, so mm-hmm. I could probably do that. But well, see, see this aspect where they're just you're just <laughs> kind of you're close to the ground, and I understand that this is when it's ending, and like this is but this is the this is what i would be into like if it was just <laughs> if it was just the end of the ride and there was no aspect where you go up and over and like you're upside down but you were just kind of like chilling at like sort of sort of uh mid height yeah, I could I could see that. It's what it's when you go upside down is when you lose me. It's when you when the uh, the flying starts uh, is when I stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can do roller coasters, although in my old age, I think I'm like <laughs> over it now. Um, but I could probably do a roller coaster, but a, a, just a continual going upside down. I don't know. I I would I would have to really study it. Um. Oh, it looks like we lost Morgan for a second. We'll see if she pops back up because I really want her to see. I pulled a video of a a news reporter who went to go report on uh, the opening of this ride. And uh, I, I want you to see uh, the reporters take on this ride, because I think it will either answer some questions for you or it will terrify you. I don't know which, oh, no. uh, but, but let, let's take a look at this uh, and just talk about it as we go through it Cause I think there's a lot of things to say about, about this video. So, so let, let me get this set up and ready to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: liking it just based on the screenshot. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's see what happens to our friend Margo here. So I love Molly. Pay attention to Molly behind her. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Molly's like, yeah, I'm having a good time.
2: (laughs) Molly's loving it. Molly has no issue at all. (laughs) Margo is not having a good time. (laughs) There's oh, the
1: G Forces. Uh, so they're talking so about G Force.
2: There's the G Forces. She's eating on the ride.
1: I mean, what?
2: Yeah,
1: Jim, you challenged me to six churros. <laughs> she she goes, Do you hear that the reporter go, Oh, oh no, five miles an hour, which like doesn't sound like that much, when you're upside down. Yeah. got seven floors up in the sky at an eighty degree. Ooh, seven floors.
2: Oh different
1: and oh there comes that donut oh my god oh it no is a mistake no to no eat, to eat no on a ride like that this yeah
2: this meanwhile this molly is <laughs> molly is having a, a experience is a kind of cool <laughs> molly's having to she's molly is bold, she's like, like bold. she's like sticking her arms out she's having a good time look at molly molly's unbothered low number it's not <laughs> uh, it's about what the weight feels
1: like when it pushes you literally it will just yank your mouth right open or shove you back against the ride like this is are like at 80 degrees which is obviously very
2: very very close to directly but upside
1: down she's air. able to talk so while on this ride yeah there. There. that's Two, a good five, sign one, I think or squeeze
2: or do anything my feet are flying beneath me there's just a lot going on folks there's a lot happening here <laughs> <laughs> How many times have they made this poor woman go on? I don't know. Margo is a champ. Margo she was kind of like that. She's just speaking. And then all of a sudden the ride hits her and she's like, and it what? feels really yeah. good.
1: Good. Good for Margo. What a champ. She went on that what ride. What happened to Molly? <laughs> <laughs> Molly, she peace down. She's, she she's like, I'm, I'm over bad. this. Uh, but yeah, so that is uh,
2: hilarious. So yeah, no, that looked deeply unpleasant to me. <laughs> uh, Especially, she's talking about G force and like being pushed back into the seat of the ride. Like that, the, the force is like pushing her. Like that doesn't sound, I don't know. I'm just such an old lady when it comes to, uh, to like rides i just don't like roller coasters very much so like you start talking to me about going upside down and g-force and i'm like oh no no thank you that sounds
1: like space camp stuff with like uh, astronauts train on it uh
2: and (laughs) and speaking of
1: which you you're you're a disney world fan like me i am um you you've done mission space
2: right so I have a fun story about Mission Space, which is that uh, I went there to Disney World in high school with some friends and and their family, and we uh, to get onto the ride because the the line was so long. We did single rider, so so we all get split up. We all go onto our teams of like different people. So I end up with this family, and in Mission Space, they give you all like roles to do. They're like, okay, you're doing this and you're doing that. And like, you're navigating. And I was like, I'm navigating. And then so I'm standing there and I'm really stressed out and they keep on telling you, they're like, okay, you're going to experience a lot of like, like, different forces, and it's going to feel like you're in space. And just to clarify, did you do like the easy one? Or did you do because they have two different versions? See, at the time, this is high school for me. So this is a while ago. So I don't know that they had the two different versions. Whoa. So I think they just had one version. It was just intense. A regular. There were yeah, a million okay. signs that were like, don't go on this if you've ever experienced anything in your life. And I was like, what and so I'm getting there and they're and and it, it I think it got to when the video was like and make whatever you do don't look away from the screen you might puke and I was like you know what I don't need to do this that much so I turned to the I turned to the family and I went guys I don't think I can do this and they were like Get out of here. Go, go. And I was like, I'm sorry. And then I ran. <laughs> like, I, I like ran to an attendant and I was like, I don't want to do it. And I, they so they like took me out. So I definitely doomed that family to die. And I, I I've, I've carried that for many years. I've carried that. I was a navigator. They never got wherever they needed to go. No. I, <laughs> I was in charge of some essential function on that <laughs> on that on that ship that did not get done and i i don't think that they made it but but uh god bless them for being like yeah you should probably go if you don't want to go i was like bye
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I went with a friend one time and we were like whatever this isn't gonna be that bad and they did (laughs) they did have the two like levels where like one was a little little chiller and then one was like you're gonna die. And so we, we chose the you're gonna die level because we we're like, sure. it's not gonna be that bad. It can't be that bad. It's a Disney World ride. It can't be that bad. <laughs> so we get in there and there's some real something that's happening while you're on that ride, some sort of G4 something or other. And I was like, Yeah, oh my gosh, this is way worse than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I made it, I made it through. I didn't have to like, you know, uh 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 uh, what's what's a pleasant way to say throw up?
2: I didn't have to. I, didn't, I wasn't <laughs> you, nauseous. The bags that they gave you. <laughs> yeah, when they started talking about like the, there will be a a bag in in the front pocket of your seat. I was like. Wait, people throw up on this ride? Why <laughs> Why would I want to do that?
1: <laughs> I, I didn't have any of that kind of trouble, but it was more than I thought it was going to be. I uh, highly underestimated. Yeah, uh, That G-Force the, doesn't the seem
2: like that. it's, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's something to play around with. It doesn't... <laughs> It is pretty. I
1: mean, astronauts train for that. We were just yes. like, whatever. We're just like going between Space Mountain and you know <laughs> what, whatever's next. Uh So that's a that's not yeah. You like should, you should be training for that. You, like girl. you and I and and Margot, we we weren't prepared for that. <laughs> Margot, that is like I know she was doing it to challenge herself by eating that donut. That's that such is a bad idea. That is like number one re- mistake before you go on a roller coaster. Is you do. Not eat things. I've I've this is gross, but I've been to Six Flags over Georgia where I've seen uh-huh. people come back in. So they have a, a, a ride called the Goliath, which is this thing where it like goes up. It's a roller coaster, and it the highest it goes is two hundred feet. I think it's pretty pretty high. And when people come back, I've seen people like throw up on the reentry into the oh. thing. it's like, oh come on, guys, we're all in no. line here. <laughs> Wait, did, you, did you not hold it? Did you like went to the restroom or something? Uh, so so, so it happens on those rides so good on margo she really challenged herself she kept oh, it together <laughs> uh but yeah that did not make me uh really want to go on that ride but m- no. may- maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll get out to one of those locations and try it just just to say i did it once
2: uh because yeah. i tried to see if they if they had it in the one in new jersey um not that i would get on it in any way, but they don't. It does. It's not at my local Six Flags, so I can't do it. Yeah, uh, they
1: they don't have one at Six Flags Ever Georgia, which is the closest one to me either. But I think that's cool. Supergirl is getting her own ride. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to see she's getting that same kind of respect because they have Superman rides, they have Batman rides, they have Riddler rides. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think somewhere I saw there was a Catwoman ride. So you know, it's good to see that she is
2: among those big names that get their own roller coaster. I know, I know. I, she deserves her own roller coaster, her own terrifying, kind of nauseating roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one of these, maybe maybe one day I'll
1: just go to the park and just take pictures of the outside. Maybe maybe <laughs> I don't actually get on the ride
2: and just like take pictures. I and... mean, Rebecca, it could be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> you get you get your like your camera set up like like Margo there, and then you try to you try to podcast from the ride. <laughs> uh, I'll say, We'll set up a live stream. You can be on the yes. other end. I'm I'll, I'll like, how does it feel? And you're like, oh. uh, just a lot of screaming. You know, nothing makes better podcast than just screaming <laughs> and wind. You laugh, but we we might do that uh sometime in the future. We'll, we'll see if we can
1: make that work. make that work. All right, so was there anything else we needed to talk to about the super uh, talk about uh with the super roll Sky Flyer. I think that
2: was most of the news, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was. Those were the big things, uh the uh terrifying ride with the G-force <laughs> and uh the Sasha Kaje Uh, Supergirl as shield so uh, glad we got to talk about those things and uh, so I guess uh, let's see I think we should maybe uh, get to some plugs and uh, we'll be back to uh, wrap up the live stream if I can remember which okay Uh, so we'll (laughs) we'll get get to the plug and we'll be right back if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com if you'd like to leave us a voicemail you can Call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and wired. DC TV podcast also has a T public store. So if you are in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T public store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV podcast network. So if you also like The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure Shows, and DCTV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DCTV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, or else. This has been a message from Hope, inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. And since we uh, talked to and about a young Cara on this episode of Superhero Radio, we have uh, some uh, young uh, Danvers uh, designs mm. in the T Public Store. If you want to check it out, there's a, a Danvers and Danver, Danvers and Danvers Detective Agency design <laughs> uh, by uh, Sarah Luber, aka Comicer Girl, in there. If you want uh, something to show your love for Midvale, uh, you can find that in the DCTV TV podcasts public store. And we would also like to thank our legion of super sponsors for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. These people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Grout, Yvonne, Quinn, Jessica, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Erngard, Miriam, Cherie, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Deb, Susan, Naomi, and V. Brewster. Uh, if you would like to become one of our super sponsors, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash supergirlradio. We have four different uh, monthly levels there that will give you a different uh, rewards. And uh, recently, I did a little sort of behind-the-scenes overview tutorial of StreamYard, which is the uh, the web tool that we use for uh, Supergirl radio live and wired streams uh, that we uh, love and use a lot. And uh, I, I think we also uh, need to do our quarterly review coming up before the end of the month. So we need to decide what we're going to watch. Q, Q2 review. It, it, <laughs> I like that. Will will. <laughs> Q2 review. I think we'll, we'll have to get there uh, by the end of the month. So uh, be on the look out for that if you are one of our uh, monthly members and uh, supergirl radio patreon supporters and okay. Morgan you want to tell people about a uh, flat a flat supergirl
2: oh I sure do <laughs> <laughs> um, as a reminder we're still running our flat supergirl photography contest that's actually running until the end of supergirl which could be, at some point this year, probably, question mark. <laughs> uh, so if you you want to enter, given that you have so much time, you can download and print the Flat Supergirl image, which you can find in the video description of this live stream, in the show notes of the audio podcast, or at the right-hand side of supergirlradio.com. Then you just cut out Flat Supergirl. Then you just, like, attach her to with some tape or some glue to a popsicle stick, a pen or a pencil. And then you and Flat Supergirl you go out into the world. You go out into the world and you experience life. And you have an adventure that, like, you can talk to your grandkids about. But make sure, and don't forget this, this is key, to take a picture with Flat Supergirl (laughs) so that we can share it. (laughs) Um, So you want to take a picture. It could be a selfie. It could be Flat Supergirl out in the wild. Who knows where Flat Supergirl could uh, show up next. But once you take that picture... We want you to post it and tag at Supergirl Radio on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And don't forget to use the hashtag Supergirl Adventures.
1: What what if you did just, like, take... Flat Supergirl with you on an adventure and you were like, if you yeah. I'm just I'm just taking her
2: like we're not going to take a picture we're, <laughs> ju- we're just going on Flat Supergirl and I we're just going out on the town. <laughs> and then you, you get home you and Flat Super Flat Supergirl kind of over your shoulder Flat Supergirl maybe had a couple too many. <laughs> <laughs> you can go like, did I forget to take a picture?
1: <laughs> I mean, you could do that if you really want to, but you we could. would we would prefer to see a picture.
2: Of you could.
1: Whatever we want
2: to see is. that picture, though. We want
1: to know. We want to know what you guys are up to, because <laughs> we will be picking uh, our favorite picture uh, by the end of the show's run, and we'll send you some cool stuff. So, uh, use that as motivation uh, for your most creative picture with Flat Supergirl. All right. Well, if you want to uh, follow me, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. If you want to see some pictures I take, I mean, I, I need to take Flat Supergirl out. I need to go and do some things with her and see what we get into. Uh, so, if you want to also. follow Follow me on my YouTube channel uh, because I have a personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. Uh, I'm doing a a weekly live stream series over there uh, where I'm reading through the reviews, the negative reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, top critics of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So I think uh, I think things are going pretty well. I ate popcorn on the live stream uh, last week because 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 the uh,
2: reviewer called the the reader a uh, popcorn chewing sucker. So I feel, uh, I thought, but, but how was the popcorn? Did you feel like a sucker? Or did you feel like somebody who was enjoying some popcorn? I, I felt like I was enjoying some popcorn. <laughs> uh, but, but then I needed to drink some water because I was like, oh, this
1: popcorn. I feel like, I, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of salt and butter in my system now. So I had to clear it out with some water. But I think, uh, you know, it was a nice reward to to eat some popcorn. So I felt like I owed that to the review. Uh, to to eat some popcorn, so I'll, I'll be doing another review this Sunday at four p.m. Eastern. So if you would like to join me, it's just a you know a little uh, examination of art criticism and and what uh, the reviews are actually doing. Uh, cause a lot of people, I think, uh, just see the Run Tomatoes percentage number and then they don't actually re- read the re- review. So if you actually read through them, it's, <laughs> it's quite interesting. Uh, so, uh, if you would like to join me for that, uh, feel
2: free to subscribe to Duck Milk Prod and, uh, join me on Sundays. That sounds fun. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojo Tastic. Uh, You can also find me as a co-host on DC TV after dark, um, as well as the legends of tomorrow podcast, uh, where we are talking about legends of tomorrow. A shocking Uh, it's back. I'm still not used to the show being back on. It's been on for like seven weeks and I'm still like, Oh my God, there's a TV show we have to talk about Uh, this season. We're trying to really like give you some Great historical facts. I think that's probably my pitch to you. Like, if you want to know about history, if you want to know some fun facts about stuff um, that the the legends encounter, listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast because we're gonna give you very little of that, but just enough so that you have like maybe one fun fact at like a dinner party. You're like <laughs> you're talking to somebody to chill. Did you know? that Amelia Earhart had a navigator named Frank. And they're like, that is fascinating. I'd like to know more. And you're like, that's all I've got. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all We've you little fun facts with very little history behind them. Uh, and that's our guarantee to you. <laughs> <laughs> you just get this, enough to get you started. Just enough, we, we recorded last night and um, we had all, some of us had good intentions, me presumably, <laughs> uh, to rewatch Back to the Future. Because the name of the episode was like back to the finale, but none of us watched back to the, rewatched back (laughs) to the future. And so what happened was that Kat, describe the movie as a person who hasn't seen it in many many years uh so if you want to know if maybe it's been a long time since you've seen back to the future maybe you've never seen back to the future and you just kind of want to know what it's about um you know like a summary that's probably wrong this is the podcast for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i think you should watch the films because they're excellent but they're films. but i think it would be interesting to hear what someone uh what someone thought was important about those films when describing Mm
2: -hmm. them. Like what's, what stuck with you when you haven't seen it in in many years and you're just like, what that movie was about. He was back, but he was in the past, but he was from the future. (laughs) There was a DeLorean. (laughs) Those doors open straight up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so fun times. Um, so, you should definitely check out the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. It helps if you watch the show. It definitely does, <laughs> but you don't have to. You don't have that's to. You don't have to. It's optional. <laughs> it's optional. It,
1: <laughs> it's definitely something that you can do without having to watch <laughs> the show. I think that's uh, perfectly fine. If you do, much don't the way we to. don't
2: do our homework on that show, you don't actually have to watch the show at all homework is also optional so it's it
1: always is (laughs) whatever you feel like on the day uh that's awesome well i'm looking forward to new episodes of the legends of tomorrow podcast because i listen to the podcast but i don't watch the show so it is doable i I do believe that it can be done (laughs) all right well i think it's that's going to do it for this episode of supergirl radio but until next time i'm still rebecca
2: johnson and i'm still morgan glennon and we hope that one day we can be as cool of a hero as cara danvers
1: I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl
2: Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? <laughs> is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean,
0: they say you are what you
2: eat. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena <laughs> Luthor boardroom or ballroom. because <laughs> She looks like a boss in this coat.